and what's this week's pop-up podcast from the Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Parkinson. I'm joined by Paul Parkin and Paul Whiteside to talk all things Salford Red Devils. And we're going to do, we're going to start off with all the big news from the club this week. So the first big news of the week, Paul Parkin, is Darcy Luxett leaves the club. Um, wish him well. Uh, just didn't quite uh, break into our team. No, I don't, I don't know what's what's gone on there. When we signed him, uh, I thought he was going to be a great signing for us. Obviously, he'd had a year out with what happened, his injury pre-season last year and with Toronto not being able to play last year. Um, and he's obviously struggled to get his fitness in, in whatever way. Um, I don't know who's where, where the blame falls or if there is any. Um, so it is a shame because uh, I think he would have been... If things had gone right, he'd have been a massive asset because he's always impressed me. Went from when he was back in Australia to, to you know coming over here, he, he he is a good player, but it's just not worked. He does that sometimes, doesn't it, to players? Um, so he's a lost to the squad, and uh, won't be easy to replace at this time of the year because, as we've seen all around, the amount of players that uh, aren't available through COVID or whatever else, it's going to be it's going to be tough, but. You know, the club have made that decision. It's probably best for all parties. And hopefully, you know, wish him all the best. He can find another club. Yeah, it was a strange decision for me, uh, Paul, really, because obviously with the COVID situation, we're not blessed with loads of players available for him to, to go. Bit of a strange decision for me. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was. And I mean, I know you just said there he struggled for fitness. He spent a bit of time on loan at Featherstone, didn't he? And, and what have you. I find it hard sometimes. I mean, you're a full-time professional athlete. Why, why are you struggling for fitness? Mm. I mean, you've just been given a contract with a Super League club. I mean, if someone gave me a contract with a Super League club, I'd, I'd bite their hand off. Yes. You know, I'd rather do that than, than men boilers five days a week. So <laughs> I don't get it sometimes. I think you've been given that opportunity. You, you should take it with both hands. And it sounds like he hasn't done so. You know, good luck to him. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know him. But um, it just seemed a strange one. You know, he came over there with a bit of a reputation, and I expected better from him. A bit disappointing, really. So, uh, mm. so if it, if it's better for him to to leave and best for both parties, just wish him good luck and you know all the best. The way our squad's looking for the cast game, Paul, we're going to assume that you were you were no single under under a boiler when uh, Richard called. <laughs> Say that again. So considering the how sort of uh, short we are in in the squad, we're going to assume that Richard rang, but you were unavailable. Well, I'm too old now to, to too play old? rugby league. I'm too old. I'm 38 now. I can't play rugby league. Uh, <laughs> no, too too old, too slow. Got two bad knees and a bad back. Where where am I going to play? I tell you what, walking <laughs> rugby. On the wing. I think it's Tuesdays at the. Mm. Uh, uh, I think it's Eccles College. I think Parker. You know, we we yeah. could we could be a force once again. Walking, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to be able to see the ball first. <laughs> yeah, there is but, that. But belling it, will be all right. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Well, you mentioned all your ailments there, Paul. I think at the moment you'd still fit in well in the squad. <laughs> <with> the <interest laughs> um, you're more healthy than most of them with COVID knocking about. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's tougher again, isn't it? Every now and then you think, oh, we're looking better. We're going to get a couple of players back. This is going to happen, and then boom, off it all goes again. So. Um, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it really tough this year. Really tough. Yeah. Uh, good news. Uh, Chris Atkins signs a contract extension. Uh, Paul, two years and an extra year option. 
Yeah, great news, I thought. He's he's the sort of player you want to build your side round, really. You know, he's, a, he's the cornerstone of the team, you know, guys like him. And I think he's he's improved a lot this season. I was impressed with him when he played at Swinton. I saw a lot of him at Swinton and OKR. Um, it took him a bit to find his feet in our side. You know, the side was chopped and changed. But every time he's played, he's he gives 100%. And you can't ask more than that. He's a very, very committed lad. Um, and you can see that the way he plays the game, the way he holds himself in the game, it means a lot to him. He's got that determination in his eyes. And listening to his interview this week, he he sounds like he likes being at Salford. And and that you know sometimes players will go through the emotions, won't they? And this that and the other. But he sounds to me like he's he's really in it for the long haul, and, and that's great. I mean, I don't think he's <coughs> the greatest player in the world, but. I like him. I think he works hard and I think he can improve. I think he can get better. And if we can get somebody to play with him, um, you know, a, a good partner for him for, for you know, next season or whatever. We've got the, the, the lad coming from Tonga, haven't we? Higano, he's waiting for his, his visa. Um, I don't know how he's going to go and how long he's got. But I'm glad we've nailed Chris Atkin down because he's a good guy uh, as well as a good player. So you need you need people like him in your team. Yeah, great player. Uh, fantastic season with us so far, Parky. Very versatile, playing loads of different positions. Um, has played for England before. If he continues that form, continues to develop, um, we could he could be knocking on the door for an international call-up in the future. For me, he's, he's, he's one of them players that you would love as a coach to have in your team. Uh, he, he works his socks off every week. He's committed. How many times does he miss? I mean, the only... When you think back last year, we, we think you probably had a you know a bit of a stuttering start to it, but we had we had Brown and Tui, so he wasn't going to play at half back as such. He's waited his turn, and every time he had to fill in, he did his job. And this season, every time he's got a chance again, we speak about him every week, don't we? How impressive he is! He's, he's always up there when you're trying to pick a man of the match. He's always in there. Great, great sign. I'm delighted. He seems a really good lad to have around the camp. Uh, and like you know, we're just saying about Darcy Lussick, not perhaps getting himself in the right shape. I don't think you'll ever be able to put that criticism at, at, at Chris Atkin because he seems to be up for it every week. And, you know, he's not a big lad, but he puts himself about and, and he's committed. He wants to be at Salford. He wants to be part of this cause. And and he deserves his, his contract and I'm absolutely delighted for him. Yeah. Other news, uh, Salford have uh, created a learning disability team. Uh, the training is on a Tuesday, 7pm at Eccles College. Uh, I think uh, Paul, it's great. Obviously, that the club are embracing this because uh, obviously there'll be people out there who uh, have learning disabilities who want to get involved in the sport. So, uh, using Salford as a vehicle for that is only going to be positive for them and for the club. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I know. I know. I find my dad works with with people with learning difficulties and and, and things like that. And you know, these people shouldn't be forgotten about. Um, it's difficult for them sometimes in, in society and you know everyone deserves to, an equal opportunity don't they to do things so I think that's great it's inclusive and you know that would be about you know caring for people and getting people involved so it's, it's great to see that and uh, you know, wish them all the best hope it takes off and, and people get involved in it giving something back to the community that's what we're all about so Paul's dad taps him up taps him up Parker and they go and play for Salford I, I, again, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted. I, I didn't know this news until, until you told me before we started, Rob, about this. And I, I'm, I'm over the moon. I think it's another step in us. Again, like we've mentioned before, not we don't bang our own drum. This, this is, this is huge. This is, this is offering again chances to people who don't get chances. You know what? What a wonderful thing. I mean, the, the work that has to go into doing this. This le- a learning difficulty team is. 
it isn't just about getting them out and having a bit of fun playing rugby. You know, there, there are other conditions. People suffer different ways, you know, and it's, it's being able to, to focus the, the, the people involved from the club and, and foundation and everything else to, to get themselves into a position to be able to support these people properly. But I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon. And the sooner we get, you know, more like this and, and, and then moving on, you know, hopefully in the future more, yeah, hopefully an academy one day, but into the, the women's teams and everything else, the more the merrier. And I, again, we need to tell people about this. It's, you know, I, I don't get the local rag anymore, the, the advertising. We've not had it delivered for about 15 years. Um, but there are several things that the council put out, communication sort of pamphlets and that kind of stuff. We should be in that. We should be, every household in Salford should know this is available now and, and surrounding areas. Um, again, it's another, it's another one of the things where not everybody can play football. Not everybody can play rugby. Not everyone plays cricket. Not everyone goes boxing. Not, but there's something for everybody out there. And this might be right up someone's straws. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm, I'm over that. I'm probably going on it here, but I, I'm delighted to hear about it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, and you know, full kudos to the club. Yeah, great, great stuff. Um, the the sad news, the bad news of the week uh, was our local amateur side, Salford City Roosters, uh, storage facility uh, was damaged by fire. Uh, Paul, uh, the rugby league community in Salford all rallied round and and, and gave the club uh, equipment uh, to to keep them going. It's it's a sad story because obviously the local use of of, of you know, done this, um, but it's great that Salford and the and the RFL have, have stepped in and helped them. Yeah, I, I saw that, and yeah, it, I think sometimes you, you question society, don't you? If it, these these youths that have done that, you know, why you, you should be supporting them people because that that that's giving something to your community. So you don't want to destroy it and make a mess of it. You should be supporting it because you know one day you might want to go and play rugby league, or your son might want to go and play rugby league. So. I, I don't know. So I question people's mentality sometimes, and you know you can't you can't really grasp it. But on the on the other hand, I mean, it was great to see you know the, the club getting behind it and supporting him. And we said before, didn't we? We've just been talking on our last podcast about us not having much money and struggling and that. But yet the club's always there to to help help out. I don't think we've got a lot at Salford, have we? But you know they're giving him what we've what we've not got. So uh, no, I think that's great. I think we've got some real good relationships now with our local community sides and we need to keep building that, don't we? I know Swinton have good relationships with Folly and things like that, but I think, you know, the net's big enough there for us to, to, to both both do that and uh, you know, if we can cast our net, you know, a bit a bit further to like to Rochdale and Oldham and that and work with those community teams, I think it's great. But that was a good news story, I thought, and uh, you know, good proud club Salford City Roosters and they've been doing really well this season and the the open age side have as well, so that's been good to see. So uh, so yeah, I'm glad they've got um, got some more kit. But then people who've done that, I mean, you just have a look at yourself because it's just it's just it's just daft, isn't it? Yeah, the Roosters are celebrating the 40th anniversary. Parker, obviously a big blow for them, but I'd say the rugby, rugby league community uh, getting behind them and getting back on equal footing. I think it certainly shows both sides of society, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, it, it, it you know, scumbags is one word. Um, and then you see the generosity of, of, of Salford and, and rugby league in general. And that's when rugby league is great, by the way. When we do all fight for the same cause, because we again rugby league is a sport fights against everybody. Yeah. So you know it's great, great to see that. Salford City Roosters, as all all our local amateur clubs do, offer so much to the community. You know they get they get these kids training twice a week or whatever. You know we get people off the street if you like. You know yeah. not they're not getting into mischief. The, the the dedication and 
I've lost the word I'm thinking of, but um, the discipline, I think, of being a rugby league player or at any level is massive. It can put a structure into your life that may not have been there. There's all sorts of benefits to, to amateur sport and, and sport in general. And and what Salford Roosters have done over the last year, you know, the, the new clubhouse is coming on and that kind of, you know, these things are temporary for a reason at the moment. And somebody thinks in their own crazy little world that, that I know what I'll do, I'll set fire to. Why? Is it funny? Is, it, is fire funny? I'm not, I'm not, I don't see the, you know, once a year maybe, and then it's annoying. Um stupid and, and all the efforts they're putting in to make that community around the area better have have a venue that they can go to mm. you know I mean obviously the clubhouse won't just be used for rugby league they can you know you can have a you know your parties there or whatever else I I, I can't make any tail of it um, and I just wish them all the best and hope it is all sorted now and uh, we get to move on and they can have some more success yeah Solver City Roosters as well as all our other local amateur clubs uh Paul, sort of become vehicles for the youth to, to, to make the best of themselves, doesn't it? And and obviously with Salford trying to trying to invest in that in that process, you're kind of hoping that that won't happen again uh, and we're and we're going in a different direction society wise. Well yeah, I think I think local amateur clubs to me, um they're, they're a bit of a beacon in your in your community, aren't they really? I mean You've got lads uh, and girls going down there training twice a week. It's keeping you off the streets, isn't it? And um, perhaps, you know, going forward in the future, you know, Salford Rugby can perhaps run youth clubs and things like that. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go to a youth club a couple of nights a week, kept me off the streets where, where I lived and what have you. And I'm sure, you know, some of the clubs might be able to do stuff like that as well. But when, when, when you've got people doing that, it just... Just stamp as it doesn't it, and all that good work that they're doing. So I can't, I can't understand that. But yeah, these, these clubs are vital. You know, getting kids playing, playing sport. You know, whatever sport you do, kids need to be be, be active and doing things, don't they? And um, you know, when you get them young like that, they, they're going to follow the club as well. And especially now because you've got um, players going to training as well, haven't you? You know, Salford players are getting involved, going down there, and that must be great. That if you're a young kid, and I remember I played a bit of amateur rugby when I was sort of eight or nine in, in Rochdale and a couple of Hornets players come to, to training once. I think it was Matt Calland actually was one of them who's the coach now. Yeah. And I remember thinking, uh, oh great, I want some sulfur players to come. I played over there at the, at the time, but that must be great for them. So uh, so yeah, I think I think the amateur clubs all do really well and the, the more we can work with them, the better. But no, great to see that story this week. Yeah, other news. Um, our game against Wakefield will be played on the 16th of July. No venue confirmed yet. I'm sure the club will be letting us know, well, shortly, because it's only next week. Um, so we can all get organised to get try and get to said venue. Uh, final bit of news, Parker. Um, mm. Our squad has been decimated by, by COVID. Five positive tests, 11 self-isolating. Threadbare squad doing it tough. Very tough. Um, COVID obviously on the rise again, as we've we've seen in, in you know, certainly the rates are. Um, I, I think it's difficult when if five players have, have have got it, they have, and they're in contact with someone. Then how long are you in contact for, and all that? I mean, it's there's a lot goes into it, but it's 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 going to kill us. And this week, looking at the Castleford squad that they're putting out, well, this would have been a great chance for us to get our season on track. Get a big away winner, you know. They've got Wembley next week, and I, I, I don't think for one minute they wouldn't have their mind on that because if you haven't, there's something wrong with them. No matter what they tell you, every player is thinking ahead to to the big ones. Um, so we, you know, we would have had a great chance, but now we we drafted in players from you know 
I don't know, out to Mongolia or RLFC and everywhere else we can play that nobody else has ever heard of. No, you know, he's, he's tough. And again, Richie Marshall must think, is he cursed? Is he, you know, so, did, did Watto leave some in the changing rooms that have, you know, cursed that club now? Because I don't ever remember having so many. We, we didn't really have COVID last year, the team. And, and we certainly didn't have that many injuries and suspensions. So we, we are doing it tough, and it is going to be another tough one. But the lads that play have just got to put that shirt on and, and you know, do what they can, uh, whether they're on loan or whether they've got a contract. Um, I see uh, Christian in, in who's back in this week, which is which is great news. Adds a, you know, it'll be a big bonus and a big lift to the squad because I think he is, you know, a very popular character. Uh, and what he offers, there are going to be young kids in there, you know, the lads were loaning in. He's got a lot of experience, you know, he's been there and done it. Has he played in like four grand finals on both sides of the world or something? He, people like that are going to be, without, you know, with the loss of the Mossop from people like that to suspension Sarge. So we are doing it tough, but the lads have just got to knuckle down, get through this. And in a few weeks' time, fingers crossed, no more suspensions and injuries and COVID, we might see our, four, our first team on the field uh, and the back of the season might look a lot different. Yeah, we brought in uh, Ben Davis again and uh, Dan Norman from Saints. Paul, Dan Norman, 23 years old, played for Witness, played for London, played for Crusaders, six foot five. So he's a big unit. Yeah, he's a big lad. I've seen a bit of him on Sky for St. Helens playing for them. I remember him playing for London, actually. And uh, yeah, decent, decent prospect, decent player. Uh, ben Davis, I thought, was tremendous. In a couple of games he played, he played all car and Huddersfield, didn't he, in the two away games? And I thought he played really well in both. So glad he's come back and he's Dougie Davis's grandson as well. So he's got a bit of a link with, with, with Salford, hasn't he? So, uh, so yeah, glad to see him back. And I um, remember saying to you guys at the time, it's a shame we, didn't, we can get him for longer than two weeks. So sometimes a month, I think, is a bit better, isn't it, to, uh, to keep you going. So, yeah, we, we're doing it tough at the moment. And just I was just giggling to myself then when Parky said about um, Watto leaving something in the chase room, <laughs> cursing us. Mind you, I think Huddersfield are cursed, aren't they? One of their players just got banned for 10 games, aren't they? So, uh, so they're doing it tough. And just another thing that's just brightened me, uh, me day up a bit, thinking there about um, the back end of the season and getting players back together. We play Huddersfield in about a month's time, don't we, as well? So, uh, at home. So, it'd be nice if we've got a full... Uh, Full complement of players to pick from when we play them and uh, get Sarge back in as well. That'd be, that'd be good. So I think I think we're going to do it tough next couple of weeks. We've got we've got this um, this game against Wakefield. That we this rearrange where we don't know where it's at next Friday. We've got Cassaway this week and I think we play Leeds, don't we, the week after mm-hmm. uh, away. So we've got some uh, some tough away games, haven't we? Coming before we come back to the AJ Bell again. So uh, so yeah. But this this week against Cass, I think. Even with the, the guys that we've got in on loan, I still think we've got a good chance of winning that game, to be honest with you. And I know they've rested a few and brought four academy lads in, haven't they? So it's going to be a, going to be a tough game, but I think we can get a result. Yeah, we'll finish with the good news, uh, Parker. Rugby League in Wales, Paul Rowley and Ian Blees went down to Wales in, in the middle of the week to sort of uh, train with, with, well, not to train, but to train the lads down there. Fantastic uh, like we said, that you know we we're, we're able to do that and have them links with the the Welsh. Yeah, very much so. I've heard so many great things about about a lot. Obviously, our our uh, our team itself, but uh, our foundation team. But the the, the Welsh lads down there, I, I'm led to believe from you know people I've spoken to that uh, the, there's some special players there, yeah. some really good players. Uh, one in particular that's been singled out to me who. Whose name has escaped me now, but um, a, a Welsh lad that 
I don't really want to say it because I know what will happen, but if all the teams in Super League get their eyes on him, they'll have him. Uh, and, and they do have the benefit of an academy. The, the problem we've got is that these kids play against Salford, they know about us, they, you know, and Salford are very keen to get them to, 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 come, to come to us. But what, do we, what can we offer them in terms of moving forward? There's nowhere... They, they couldn't play for an academy because we're not allowed to have one in, you know, another absolute stupid decision by the RFL. Um, but actually getting them up here from Wales, wherever it is, mid-Wales or wherever it is, to, to come up and train with our lads, to get into the Salford way, to learn off, you know, and, and hopefully get, you know, a crack running with the first team at some point. You know, we need, that's something we've got to look at for the future, the, the structure of, Bringing players from other areas. Our history of the Welsh is, is you know, well known. We all our success in any, anything we've ever had has been based around Welsh players, and um, and there's some really good ones down there right now that we need to pick up and bring to our club and tie them down for the future uh, and show them there's a pathway to, to rugby league in, in the northwest for them. And but it's going to take a lot of a lot of planning to find them accommodation perhaps or, you know, pay transport fees for them or, or whatever it is. These are kids, the college kids, you know, they, they, they're not going to have the brass to, to do it. So a lot to go on. And, and I know Danny Barton and, and you know, John Blackburn and all them lot are doing, and we've said it before, doing a phenomenal job. And I, I'd hate to see it go to waste where we have got our good Salford kids there and we could supplement them with players from other areas and that we might lose out on because... Of decision taken out of our own hands, so something the the club and, and the fans have got to get together on this, and and hopefully we can find some way of of getting these lads up here, even if it's just to test how good they are. Yeah, there's some absolute units in that in that Welsh uh, squad, Paul, and like Parky said, it's it's the nuts and bolts of the, the situation where if we were to bring them up because we haven't got an academy, we haven't got anywhere to house them yet, but it's coming. But will this Will this uh, sort of breed go to waste while we organise it? That's the big question. Well, yeah, you might miss out on a few of them because we've not got those building blocks in place. But at the moment, that pathway, have we, to, to, to get them up here and to house them, as you say. But, you know, there's no, nothing to say that we might not have that in a couple of years' time. Mm. So the more work you can do down, down there now set, sets, the, uh, sets the foundations in place, doesn't it? And I think, yeah, it's, it's great to have ties with, 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 with the Welsh lads down there and perhaps let's get a supporters branch down there of Salford supporters and get those Welsh people involved because, like you just said there, we've got a massive history with Welsh players, you know, the likes of David Watkins and Colin Dixon from the, from the 70s, you know, people like that and, you know, I can I can think of others as well that have played for you know Adrian Adley, one of my f- first favourite players. So um, there's, there's there's been loads of Welsh players. Got Phil Ford, another one there. Should have done a list really, shouldn't we? So um, there's 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 been loads, hasn't there? So I mean Welsh. I mean I'm no rugby <coughs> union fan. I've never liked rugby union really. But when I've watched the Five Nations on the telly, I always support Wales because I don't mind Wales, because we've had loads of players off them in, in the past. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's great to, to, to work with them. It really is. But like I said, we've we've just sort of got to tread a bit of water haven't we, for the next few years until we can get this academy. Like Parky said, there, it's, it's, it's a travesty that we haven't got that. But that's an argument for another day, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, I think we've just got to put the blocks in place. Thank yep, you. so that's all the big news uh, coming from the club. And next up, we'll have a look at what's happening in the amateur scene uh, with you, Paul.
Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report, and we just start with the National Conference Leagues, as we usually do. Three games were postponed this week due to uh, COVID. It was Clockface Miners and Oldham St. Anne's, Saddleworth Rangers and Wollstone Rovers, and also Wigan St. Jude's game against Waterhead Warriors. They were all postponed. One result came in, and that was Crossfields 30, Rochdale Mayfield 26. The fixtures for this week, Saturday the 10th of July, League C, Rochdale Mayfield at home to Saddleworth Rangers, Waterhead Warriors play Crossfields, and there's a match in the Cross League between Lee East and Oldham St. Anne's. Right, well, turning our attention to the youth leagues, the Northwest Youth 16s to 18s, the under 16s Thursday night, Blackbrook Royals 32, Waterhead Warriors 8. On Sunday, it was the under 18s Premier Division. There's some results here for you, just the one actually. It's that Heath Crusaders 22, Oldham St. Anne's 12. In Division 3, Leyland Warriors beat Caddies and Rhinos by 60 points nil. In the under 16s on Sunday, Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 2, beat Thatto Heath Crusaders 28 points to 6. In Division 3, Langworthy Reds 16, Roos Pioneers 36. The fixtures for this week, Sunday the 11th of July. In the Under-18s, Lancashire Cup, Oldham St. Anne's play Hindley. In the Northwest Youth Cup, Under-18s, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Caddies and Rhinos. In the Under-16s, Lancashire Cup, Salford City Roosters are at home to Blackbrook Royals. And West Bank Bears take on the Saddleworth Rangers. In the Northwest Youth Cup of the Under-16s, Roos Pioneers play West Horton Lions and Port to go vine out home to Rochdale Mayfield. Well, the Northwest Men's League on Saturday, Berry Broncos game against Charlie Pampers in Division 1 was a no result. So we'll start in Division 2, Folly Lane 30, Caddy's Head Rhinos 42, Big Salford Derby there, plenty of points in that one as well. Wigan St. Pat's A22, West Horton Lions 34, terrific win there for West Horton Lions in that match. In Division 4, Higginshaw 22, Burtonwood Bridge 36, Langwith Reds 22, Garswood Stags 26. And in Division 5, South and East, Burtonwood Chargers beat Bolton Mets by 42 points to 14. Fixtures this week, it all gets underway on Thursday night, the 8th of July. Wigan Bulldogs are at home to Salford City Roosters, that's in Division 3. On Saturday, the 10th of July, Division 1, Berry Broncos are at home to Dalton. Hares Finch play Oldham St. Anne's A. In Division 2 on Saturday, Caddies and Rhinos are at home to Wigan Springview and Thato Heath Crusaders B play Folly Lane. West Horton Lions return home to play Pilkington Rex A. In Division 3, Rochdale Mayfield A face Lee East A. Division 4, Clockface Miners A are at home to Langworthy Reds. Higginshaw play Blackpool Scorpions. Division 5, North and West, Oral St. James A play Higginshaw. And Division 5, South and East, Bolton Mets are at home to Runcorn. And Holton Sims Cross A face the Waterhead Warriors. Well, we'll now turn our attention now to the professional game life outside Super League as we normally do. Betfred Championship is round 12 at the weekend. Bradford Bulls beat Batley Bulldogs 30 points to 16. Dewsbury Rams and Sheffield Eagles drew 18 points apiece. That was after the Dewsbury Rams had led that game 18 points to 4 at halftime. Featherstone Rovers, their juggernaut kept rolling. They beat London Broncos by 63 points to 12. And that game is uh, the final game in charge of Danny Ward, who has now left the club London Broncos. Coach done a terrific job there in the years he's been there. And I'm pretty sure he'll get snapped up as a coach by somebody else Halifax Panthers fantastic game this was 16 points to 6 down at half time at home to Widnes Vikings they came back in the second half and won that match by 17 points to 16 a late drop goal a minute from time in that one there so a terrific win for Halifax Panthers they carry on climbing the league table Swinton Lions went down 36 points to 22 at Whitehaven and York City Knights were beaten again they lost at home to Newcastle Thunder by 28 points to 26 another fantastic match there in Betfred League 1 Barrow 31 Doncaster 6 Barrow continue their terrific run they stay 
say top of the table. Coventry Bears 46, Hunslet 44. This was another tremendous game. Um, Hunslet, I, I believe, about 40 odd points up in that game, and uh, Coventry Bears have stormed back in that match. Chris Wellen's brother Liam scored a try as well in that match, and they won 46 points to 44. Great game. North Wales Crusaders 34, Keithley Cougars 28. A bit of a shot there. Rochdale Hornets had another good win. They beat London Scholars by 22 points to 4 and got another terrific crowd as well, and over a thousand in uh, in Scotland Stadium again for that. So they seem to be building something special there, Rochdale. Good luck to them next week. Workington Town had a regulation win over West Wales Raiders. They won by 66 points. You know, West Wales Raiders really uh, struggling at the moment there. Fixtures for this week then. Betfred League One. There's one game on Saturday. That's Rochdale Hornets. They travel away from home to West Wales Raiders. In the Betfred Championship, all the rest of the games are going to be played on Sunday, the 11th of July. Batley Bulldogs are at home to Toulouse Olympic. These are all three o'clock kickoffs on Sunday. Halifax Panthers, Whitehaven. London Broncos face York City Knights. Newcastle Thunder play Dewsbury Rams. Oldham play Bradford. Swinton Lions will be looking for their first win of the season at home to Sheffield. They've lost 12 out of 12 now, Swinton. But that's a game they can win that Sheffield. Big game for them down there at Sedgley uh, Park. At uh, Haywood Road where they play now. Sorry, in sale. Witness Vikings are at home to Featherstone Rovers. And the Betfred League one, there's three fixtures on Sunday. It's Hunslet against North Wales Crusaders at three. Keithley Cougars play Barrow at three. And the two o'clock kickoff at Durban Park between Workington Town and the Coventry Bears. That's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you soon. So that's your amateur report, Paul. Next up... Let's look forward to the Casper game on uh, Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details. So, so for a Devil's travel to Casper Tigers on Sunday, Parky. Both sides depleted due to COVID and uh, Cass playing the uh, the cup final next week. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens really regarding teams. Yeah, um, like we said before, he's tough at the moment, but he's going to be tough for both teams. I know they've had a few players limping recently, Cass, you know, and they, they want to risk them for the, for the final because... You know, I think one of them is probably Paul McShane, who is an absolute phenomenon. And when he plays against us, every time he, he just does the damage. You take him out of that team, you've got a different team. Mm. I don't know who else, you know, isn't in there as such, but we, we, we've just got to match him. And going going to Weldon Road or Jungle or whatever you want to commend a hose, whatever it's called these days, he's never easy and never has been for Salford. Our record against Cassie's, he's, you know, up there with Leeds and St. Helens, I think. Um, and they've always had some kind of thing over us. So going there, if we could go there and get a result, like like we said, that that could be that you know that one catalyst. We get a couple of players back for the Wakefield game, perhaps, and moving on again, it just gives us a boost, a, a, a good away win again, like the Uddersfield one. You know, it'd be our fault no matter what happens. Um, but Cass, if, for me, it'd be a case of, and I don't think it happens as much these days. But I remember back in. In the 80s, uh, Kevin Ashcroft's team taught before a game. If you came up against a team that was going to Wembley in the next few weeks, get in an Ertem early. Mm. Get it in their mind that they might get injured here and they won't be in the final. They don't want any knocks. Not seven days out from a cup final. They don't mm. care who you are. Uh, but I know you can't go into a rugby league game thinking, I might get hurt. Because if you think that, you will. But just put that element of doubt in there. Don't cross the line. 
because we can't afford to lose any more players. But, <laughs> you know, be, be, be hard, but be fair. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try it from there. But Castle have got a lot to think about in the next few days. You know, some of these lads will probably think about in the suits fitted or, or whatever else, you know, and uh, making sure they pack their phone charger or whatever. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's a good chance for us. It really is. It's just a shame we have got players missing. But them that are coming in, it's their chance to shine. Is it a free hit for both sides, Paul? Because obviously, due to injuries and COVID, they've drafted academy players in cast. We've got a few people on loan who are, who are from different people's academies, so nothing to lose, really. No, I don't think so. And I think listening to what Daryl Powell said this week, uh, I think he would have liked it to have been postponed, really, to be honest with you. Um, there's two sides of the coin, really. I mean, if you're a cast player, you've got to be careful in this game. You don't want to get an head knock. You don't want to miss the cup final. But on the other hand, Cass have not played for two games. They've had they've missed the last two matches due to COVID. So if if it was me, I don't know. It's 50-50. You don't want to go into a challenge cup final cold without playing a game for three weeks. Mm. So I think Daryl Powell's in a bit of a difficult situation. He's gonna to have to play some of his uh, decent players because he wants them to be to be right for the final. So it's it's a tough one for them. I don't think um Jake Truman's in the squad. So I think he's he's rested him, mm-hmm. um, brought four academy players in. But I would say he put quite a strong side out. I would have thought some of those academy lads would probably be in the bench, um, and he'll bring them on in the second half. But for me, over the last sort of few months since the, well since he got to the cup final, Powell has put his eggs in one basket really, mm-hmm. and, and been going for this cup this cup. They've not been very impressive in the league. I think they've been pretty poor. Haven't they've had some some hammering. So. Uh, so yeah, we've just got to go there. I mean, if I was Richard Marsh, I'd be saying to the players, let's go out there and let's get into these and let's smash them early doors. You know, if we get into them and play, you know, play it really close to the bone. You know, don't get taking somebody's head off like Sargent did, but and don't get anybody sent off again because we don't have four games running. But I'd, I'd really get into the ribs and uh, and knock them off the stride. And I think if you do that, I don't think they'll want to know, and uh, and, we'll, and we'll get a result. Yeah, I think it's down to psychological, really, because obviously, like you said, Cass. We'll have that one eye on the cup final, so yeah. we we are professional and 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 you know play the sets out, hang, mm. crank the pressure on and park it. Uh, then you know they might crack and and that's where you know we come in and take the points. Uh, so it's um, it'd be an intriguing game. It, it's a shame, really. It, it has felt like this because I, I I've never had any love for Catholic. But under Daryl Powell, I do like the way they play rugby league. Uh, and they're not being able to do that at the moment because of COVID, because of all the injuries, rushing games in, as we found out last year with our cup final. Mm. You know, we played on Tuesday before the cup final. So Cats have actually got, you know, it's like paradise. Um, but he's got that in his mind as well. So he might want to change the style of play a little bit, do something different. Uh, and I think both teams on paper, if we could get both team, full teams on the, on the pitch, it'd been a cracking match. Really would. Uh, we've played them twice already this year. We 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 got close to them in the end in the cup game where I think we're a bit unlucky. Obviously going into extra time. The league game again. A couple of decisions went against us and that that, that cost us. So the, you know there's not much between the two teams. So it, it's an intriguing one. It's just a, like it's a shame it's under these circumstances. Score prediction, Paul. Have you done your your preview on the old uh, League Express yet? Yeah, but uh, I think I've, I'm going to change it. Oh, uh, wait. No, I'm still, going, I'm still going for a Salford win. Oh, good. Unlike, unlike Parker. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry today. Uh, I'm going to go a bit closer, I think. Than, I think I had about 24, 18 or something like that. But 
I think it's going to rain. It might rain on Sunday, so I'm going to go Castleford 8, Salford 14. Tight game. 8, 14, Parky. Was that a, a, an untruth from uh, from Paul there about Salford not winning this week on your prediction? Uh, no, no. but in all fairness, I do back against us most weeks. No, in, in, in all fairness, um, <laughs> that's before I saw the squads. Uh. And I didn't know that Castleford were going to end up leaving out some very, very key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that basis, uh, I probably would have changed it, thinking about it now. Um, again, the, the COVID outbreaks killed us. If we could have got a full team out, there'd be no doubt at a back Salford. Uh, on, on anything, probably got to the bookies, to be honest with you, because uh, we will still get a, a start on the handicap. Um, I'll go I'll go cast 10, Salford 16. 10, 16. I always yeah, make sure you bet responsibly. I've got to add that bit in. Uh, especially with you, Paul, and your and your betting ways. Just check my accumulator, actually. I've got Leeds and Thingy. I've got three out of four out of five now. I just need uh, Canterbury to get tonked tomorrow and uh, 60 odd quid. <laughs> Could be on. I'll pay, for, I'll pay for your petrol to Cass. Well, I dropped I dropped a bit of a Googler tonight. I put £10 on. Um, Ash Handley to score a try any time for Leeds. He didn't even bloody play. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even in the team. So, oh, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, my prediction, uh, I'm going to go for a blowout scoreline. Salford's favour. Cast 10, Salford 40. Experience will prevail. Even though we are short, but we've got more more experience than they have, I feel. You're expecting a bit from the loan signings there, then? I am. Youth, youth will... will Come into the come into play. Exuberance of youth will be uh, will be there to see for all. What what I would do, by the way, every time we get a penalty, I would give the ball to him and say, "Boot that for us." Mm. Yeah, come away from the post with two points every time this time. Not not like we did against Leeds, which I thought was a ridiculous decision to take the two away from at home at Castleford. Take every kick you can possibly get because he he'll land most of them. Yeah, yeah. so advantage. That's what you got to do. You, you sort of take take what you can out of the game, um, and and once you know, if you get a decent lead, a 10, 10 point lead, just kill the game off. And uh, I, I'm actually slightly more optimistic, I think, than a, than I thought would be. Uh, a rare win at uh, Weldon Road. That's what we're hoping for, Parker. That's what we're hoping for. So big fat tunes this week's uh, podcast from the Devil of Detail. I'm Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil of Detail SRD. Fans on Twitter at the ITDSRD and fans on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. So tune in, subscribe, and we'll be uh, talking to all for Devils next week. Hold up. 